This is Cybersound, your simplified and fundamentals-focused source for all things cybersecurity, with your hosts, Jason Pufall and Stephen Mareska. Welcome to Cybersound. I'm your host, Jason Pufall, uh, joined as always by Steve Mareska and Matt Fasaro. Hey, guys. Hey, everyone. Hi. Uh, and we have another special guest today, uh, Dylan Marquis, uh, a security engineer here with Vancord who has uh, a, a long and uh, sort of detailed background in identity and access management. And I'm sure right, that identity access management probably isn't top of mind for a lot of listeners. So uh, let's spend a quick second on that because uh, this entire episode will be about uh, identity management. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what we what we describe as the identity crisis uh, relative to that. Uh, but identity management is really pretty fundamentally the you know, creating of usernames and accounts that enable users, right, your employee base, uh, to get access to a set of services uh, when they need them uh, and for specifically those services that they need. So, it, you know, it's usernames and passwords. It is how do you how do you allow people to log in and once they're logged in, how do you ensure that they actually have access to the to the services they need? It, and you know, I'm going to kick it over quickly to Dylan and say, you know, is that an, an adequate uh, introduction, Dylan, or do you want to add to that? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's that's kind of the the, the broad picture as to what identity access management is, and it kind of is a like an umbrella of multiple disciplines um, between sort of like you know data science or data management and um, kind of technical infrastructure. But I think uh, you know just sort of as a as a generic intro to it i think that's a, a you know a pretty good picture at the end of the day we're talking about you know controlling risk and making sure that people are authorized to do what they're supposed to do and those who aren't are kept away yeah yeah essentially i mean that's what it boils down to and it's gotten very complicated over the past few years too right um it, we, there are so many services now that integrate with directories um, directories that a lot of you are probably familiar with are something like Active Directory, right? Most businesses will run that. Whether you're realizing it or not, it's probably there for you. If you're on something like 365, it's there for you up in the cloud. Um, so there, there's so many tools at this point. Um, but, you know, you, you hear in security all the time, hey, you know, it's malware that you got to be worried about. It's phishing you have to be worried about. Really, a lot of it is coming down to identities these days. Right, because that's what an attacker thinks about in terms of what they can access through whatever identities they can steal through phishing, acquire by compromising a system, or alternatively, you know, break through so that they have uh, power user rights within an infrastructure. Mm -hmm. I think phishing is a good example because it's sort of um, it ex like social engineering. It kind of you see that that departure from from leveraging a human as an attack vector to kind of where it transitions over the digital identity. So I, I, I want to ask a quick question, which is because when I think of identity, right, it, it is a username and password. It, I create those on my workstation. You know, so I can create one for me. It's really easy to manage. It's isolated. Uh, it can get incredibly complicated, I think, as, you know, as the definition of you know, management might be, right? So there's multiple systems involved in sending identities to, to external providers and, and, and sort of all the things relative to that. My question really is: you know, Why is identity management important, and, and, and does it have to be complex, uh, or you know, in, inherently is it pretty straightforward? 
I, I mean, it, it, it really depends on the organization. I mean, ultimately, its complexity is as complex as the organization kind of is in and of itself. Um, in that way, it's sort of a reflection of it. Um, organizations with complex HR rules can have very complex sort of identity infrastructure. But there's nothing inherently saying that, that you know, identity management has to be a complex task. So I'd, I'd agree with you, but then, you know, we also have the problem of the, the things managing these identities can be very complex, right? So yeah. there's, only, there's almost that, um, I don't want to call it hidden because it's not hidden, but uh, <laughs> again, Active Directory is a really good example of, it's actually a super complicated tool to manage identities. We use it very simply a lot of times, but I mean, it can open yourself up to some really bad attacks. <laughs> I, I think maybe what you're getting at is the perceived simplicity of something that right. is inherently behind the scenes exceedingly complex exactly like who are you what is your identity what does that actually mean right. in terms of electronically using application servers cloud services and so forth uh, there, there's a huge spectrum it might be you matt fusaro your username or it may be hey you are an individual who happens to be an engineer right or an age or you're located in the state of Connecticut. There are many, many, many pieces of metadata that may in fact describe you and be used in different contexts. And that's where things get interesting, to say the least. And these days, it's even moved beyond that, right? Now, machine identities are really important. You know, yeah. Service identities, right? You, you can go on and on. There's, there's so much more than just username and password now. Biometrics, things that you hold, yep. aspects that prove who you are when you say you are. And those that might disprove it, you know, there there are different aspects in that neighborhood as well. So, Dylan, do you think that a lot of people that manage this infrastructure think this isn't a sexy topic because it's complicated, or you know, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, that's definitely one of the reasons. I mean, it, it's it's not only complicated, but it's it's kind of purpose built technology that's existed for a, you know a fairly long time. The space has obviously been around uh, since you know, very early on in the birth of the internet. So, I mean, it's it's very purpose-built technology that kind of requires, a, you know, discipline-specific people to manage and, and implement it. Um, also, I, I just say it's it's generically infrastructure, right? It's um, it's one of those things that if it's, uh, if it's working, then no one notices it. If you do a good job, uh, you know, implementing it, then... Um, yeah, I, I like to use the analogy. It's like uh, playing a concert, and no one no one claps when you do it correctly, but you know everyone notices when <laughs> and someone makes a mistake. I mean, that's that's kind of what this is, and and unfortunately, it's not in the forefront of, of people's minds when looking at you know profit generation um, technologies that they might be employing. Yeah, that's, that's a good analogy. I have an opinion that a lot of identity infrastructure is more directly influenced by the applications and services that need to be used instead of necessarily yeah. the business and its structure. And that that tension tends to mean that there's a bias towards simplicity rather than describing things you know, as they are and therefore you can't identify people in a granular way. Yeah, actually, I, kind of touching on that, I mean, some of the complexities kind of inherent in identity access management um, come from the fact that growth in, in the space for organizations tends to be completely organic. Um, it's, it is reactionary. We bought this product. How do we integrate it with our directory? And then sort of you build 
technology around that to do the integration, and then kind of you're left with bits and pieces and technical debt that then kind of is not a holistic um, approach to identity within your organization. Um, so really kind of road mapping and looking at the long term and kind of, you know, supportability and and your security around your technology and and what are you looking to do? What are your actual goals surrounding identity? Um, you know, that's that's very important to consider. So you actually just touched on that a little bit, Dylan, which is, you know, obviously these systems house incredibly important data uh, in terms of access and roles, et cetera. How, how important is then securing these systems and, and how big a challenge is that? I feel like we run into it with Active Directory regularly. Um, that, ha- that has to be something people are thinking about. Yeah, I mean, they certainly, they can, I mean, one aspect is they can house data that can be extremely sensitive um, just to kind of, you know, reflect some of the, the things that Steve was touching on before with, with attributes, attempting to describe um, someone's actual identity digitally. Um, so you can have things like PII, social security numbers. The other thing is that obviously kind of when you're centralizing access and authorization, you're, you're grouping all of your, you're putting all your eggs in one basket. So you're, you're then kind of, um, you have a lot of, of risk in one location. Um, and certainly it can be a challenge to secure these systems. They can be highly complex. They can certainly just in kind of adding roles, adding accesses, they can kind of build up. Uh, a lot of technical debt, like yeah, you said earlier. Yeah, technical debt or, you know, just very quickly um, and things can become stale then, you know, to audit and then maintain can be very difficult. So, you know, part of it can be configuration. Uh, obviously, their directories can be leviathans in terms of what their their configure, configurations can be and also, you know... Um, yeah, I mean, so th- those these directories and, and these systems of... Um, access management, we get we get called in to evaluate them quite often, right? And I think one of the biggest problems, which I, I hope to see future improvement on, is it's really hard to actually evaluate where your risk is, right? So you may have just walked in on an, an infrastructure, you know, hey, you know, you're here for a week. Um, we have a really complex identity management system. Good luck, right? Uh, the, the tools that are there, they're complex. They're like you said, they're niche. There's even the policy documents that you get for certain systems too. Like if you're familiar with AWS or Azure or you know any of the other cloud systems, they all have a, a pretty mature identity system, but lots of policy behind it, right? So you almost need experts in the field to actually understand what's going on. It's really hard to take take a glance and say, hey, here's my problems. So so what's the the What's the crux of the crisis? Is it that the complexity outstrips the ability of the infrastructure to deliver? Is it that business needs are inherently out of sync with how they're expressed as identities, groups, metadata, and things of that nature? What What's the biggest set of issues? That's a, that's a tough one. <laughs> I feel like it's a combination of a lot yeah. of that, right? It's probably going to depend on your organization, how well, and a lot of the times it's just, what's, what's the skill set, right? I think that, I think maybe it comes down to that a lot. Do you have a good skill set of people or or a person behind your identity system that really understands how the system works before they decide to build an architecture of here's what an identity looks like in my system, right? I suspect there's also an element of inertia, you know, uh, corporations, uh, institutions, 
orgs in general that have been around for a long time tend to maintain the status quo however it was developed the last time a really skillful team contractor was in place and then it just stays that way for a long time and it's a silly, silly yeah. example yeah. here uh a lot of the time security policy is network driven like where a user's workstation sits an ip address and firewalls and aspects of other infrastructure basically use those as gating considerations to allow or disallow access. It's just sort of assumed that if you have a valid login session, you're good as long as you're from that specific corner of the network. Realistically, in 2022, we don't need to do that anymore. Right. If, if I'm a user that's logged in and I'm from Department X, firewalls can now express that as a rule and a policy. But most orgs are stuck in that older regime. I think that the transition from one to the other is a huge part of the problem that organizations face when trying to cope with risk and constrain it. Right. Yeah. It, those, those capabilities are, have not historically been there. They are now. And I think a lot of people just don't, don't know how to deal with that. So what are some examples that, you know, practitioners would really need to know about or should know about as perhaps their next steps to consider? I, so I'd say it would probably depend on where you're approaching this, right? So if you're if you're approaching this from you, you have the unique ability to start from scratch. Um, understand the system you're working with. Start start there, right? Understand capabilities. What kinds of policies? What kinds of roles? And and then move on to the um, what's the business require? What do the applications require? Right? And then kind of merge those together. But if you're coming to a system that's already in place. You're going to have to unwind a lot of stuff most of the time. Um, I, I mean, Steve, Dylan, you guys came from a, quite a complex identity system, right? I mean, you guys probably have a little bit of story behind how how difficult that can be. <laughs> I mean, unwinding is a good way of, of putting it. I mean, that's, that's generally kind of how you... Uh, unfortunately, there's always some kind of process that's in place before you, whether that be organizationally driven HR policies, um, you know... It, a mainframe that's back from the 90s, I mean, it's you're going to see that. And that means that you have to kind of decouple and kind of parse out, you know, what's actually applicable today and what, you know, how to actually implement that within the technology. Um, you know, how to, how to reflect the how an organization needs to operate um, technically. And that can be very difficult um, when trying to, when you've got complex systems that you need to unwind to figure out where you're at. I think the crux of that is that there are very few people in complex organizations that truly understand the flow of data as it describes an identity. Right. It involves HR, it involves contracting, it involves um, finance, healthcare, you know, if we're talking about EDU, we're talking about admissions, perhaps uh, grants and development, it's a huge set of yeah. sometimes very independent but equally authoritative sources of data. Yep. And they're very. it's very rare that any one team or individual understands the entire scope of it. Uh, smaller orgs obviously have smaller problems, and that that's a great thing to say, and it's a great thing to have. But the truth is that at the end of the day, you'll still need to figure out if Jim changes his name, is he going to collide with Joe, I, perhaps he already exists. So understanding workflow of data and understanding how 
people have access to things is central to all of it. The systems themselves then reflect the business needs. Common, common technologies that I think are really important to think about, if they haven't been across the minds of some of our listeners, include aspects like federation, identity synchronization from on-prem infrastructure to cloud infrastructure, um, multi-factor, elements of that sort. They help business to operate flexibly across a boundary that is local to a building, local to an office, and cloud infrastructure. You know, other things of that variety, I think, are really, really critical to keep in mind. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and, and as as more and more applications, uh, especially cloud applications, get deployed, you know, unlike before, identities move all over the place now. They're not just inside your organization. So you know, we're, we're coming up against our time close here. Uh, but one thing that jumps out to me is something, Steve, that you said a little bit a little bit ago, which was, you know, we we don't we can't rely on the network anymore as or as much as we maybe traditionally could as a portion of that security control space. And it seems from everything we've discussed here that you know managing an identity or understanding you know what the role of an individual is and what they have access to and how it's provisioned, deprovisioned, and all of that is much more critical now in sort of the security and controls landscape maybe than it was before. And, and frankly, now that we're, you know, there's such a move towards remote work and, you know, the, the or the capability of working anywhere, it, it seems even more important than ever. And maybe that's just a statement. So I don't even know that I need, I need a response necessarily, but that, that that's what I hear when I'm listening to everything that everybody said, which is identity is, is becoming more important than ever. And if you've got an, an infrastructure that has your potentially identities that are 40 years old, you need to start thinking about how to how to really secure those and manage those. Yeah, I agree. I mean, identity yeah. is now central to any sort of security, truly. And if yeah. it's not a first-class citizen and instead, you know, security controls use other features primarily, it's probably not a great fit moving forward and should be reconsidered. Yeah, it's a very broad, aggressive statement, but I think it's accurate. Yeah, it, it's definitely you. You have to pay more attention to it, and like we said, it's it's complex and not sexy, but. That's why you're going to see more attackers go after that versus the traditional routes they've gone to before. So maybe this is, you know, when we, when we were talking about this, right, we, and we all joked a little bit about how this could be a potentially rambling conversation if we weren't careful. Uh, you know, the, the title of identity crisis feels really appropriate when you listen to this because it is so important to management. There's so much history at a lot of organizations that adds a lot of complexity uh, and there's and there's a you know, greater reliance on it, I think, as part of that uh, sort of security controls framework moving forward. It, it really it feels really critical. Um, any last thoughts before we uh, before we look to end? No, I, th- I think it's it, I think it's good that we brought this up, mostly because of a lot of the assessments and um, uh, places that we've gone into. This seems to be a weak spot and good to kind of call that out at this point. Yeah, I mean that's fair, and I think you know this is this is it's a it's a it's a complicated topic, uh, which at its root it, you know, has some simplicity, right? It's can you log in or not to a system, and do you have rights? But it's really complicated. If anybody wants to talk about it further with us, feel free to reach out to us uh, at Vancord on LinkedIn. We can con- con- continue the conversation from there. Uh, as always, uh, we hope that at least the introduction to this topic uh, got people thinking a little bit, and then you got some value out of this. So we appreciate everybody listening. Uh, Steve, Matt, Dylan, thanks for joining today uh, and look for future episodes. Stay vigilant. Stay resilient. This has been Cybersound.